Jesus prayed for his disciples, saying, I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours and you gave them to me. They have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them. They have received them and know in truth that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them. And not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. For their sakes, I sanctify myself, so that they also may be sanctified in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. It was 13 months ago now, maybe even a little longer than that, that I woke up one morning right after the statewide lockdown began, and all I could hear were the birds singing outside the rectory. There was no traffic from 101, there was no noise anywhere, the world had gone quiet. And that quietude had made room for the birds to re-enter the sonic space, to re-engage in something they had been doing for millions of years, singing to the dawn. It was striking and unnerving at the same time. Many of you remember something similar, I'm sure, that suddenly the world that we all knew and understood had been hushed. And we were entering a new world, 
uncertain, frightening in many ways, but filled still with possibility. This last week of Easter falls after the Feast of the Ascension this past Thursday, and so the Church has come to know this time as Ascension Tide. I always have fun during Ascension Tide because I go online and I search for images of the Ascension. And you can't help but notice a lot of images of the Ascension are almost comical to our eyes. A pair of sandaled feet disappearing into a cloud. Images of the disciples looking up at Jesus sort of disappearing in a poof of smoke almost. The notion that one radical bishop just a few short decades ago said, Jesus did not go into orbit. John, perhaps in his gospel, captures the deeper theme of Ascension Tide so much better. Particularly in today's Gospel, where Jesus is talking about departure and praying for his disciples as he prepares for the Passion, the Crucifixion, the Resurrection. In John's Gospel, John takes us into that deep place where we realize that Jesus' departure from his first followers is all about making space. Making space for what comes next. Making room. Another thing going on in our life these days in the Helmer household is that we are preparing for our firstborn to depart, to leave for school, both with anxiety and excitement, we look ahead to the empty room, what that will mean. The space that Daniel's departure will make in our lives, but just as importantly, the space that will make for him as he grows further into adulthood. And what that means, we don't know yet, really. We can only imagine. Some of you have lived through that experience and know how transformative it is. I'm reminded of a colleague who said, first time she went off to school and came back home, she was amazed at just how much everybody in her family had changed. Until she realized that in those first three months, that first semester of being away, it was not they had changed at all. She had changed because she had taken space, or space had been made for her, if you like, to grow and to find herself. And as we say in the Christian tradition, room had been made for the spirit to come. That's what today is all about, ultimately, isn't it? Jesus is making room for the coming of the Spirit. The Spirit, he says elsewhere in John's Gospel, that will lead Jesus' followers into all truth. More truth than they have been able to bear to that point, 
more truth than they can possibly imagine, and that truth will change their lives and the life of the world forever. Jesus must depart because in a radical way, the spirit has to expand beyond the first century and a particular place at a particular time amongst even a particular people if the good news of God is going to be carried to every corner of the earth. And if it's going to take deep root in the soil of the hearts that Jesus has been cultivating this whole time. That's another good metaphor, right? We plant our seeds, we plant our bulbs, we put trees in the ground, we mulch around them, we water them, but then we must leave them space to grow in life and in goodness. That is our task of Ascension Time. It may be a matter of making space for our young ones who are preparing to grow up and depart the nest. It may be about making more space in our hearts for patience as the traffic picks up again and the noise of the human world comes back into our lives. Making room for that is indeed a spiritual discipline. And yet it makes room for all of the good things that the people of God are busy about. We have to make room for one another right here at Church of Our Savior as we start to work out all of the details of regathering next week. What will that look like? Not even I know quite yet. Patty was just mentioning that just as we were getting our guidelines out there, the CDC changed their guidelines again. What does that mean? We don't know yet. And so we make space. Take a breath. Just as our service began this morning, I hear children playing out in the old mill school playground. We hear more and more traffic going up and down old mill and bubble. We recognize that things are going back, not to the way they were, but into a new reality that no one can quite yet imagine making room, making room for new opportunities for grace, for service, for community, for the love that God has poured into our hearts, that love and that word that Jesus says that sanctifies us, that fills us up with the Spirit and makes us holy, not because we're good, but because God loves us and wants to fill us, every last inch of us, every coming second, every minute, every year, that filling up, that overflows into eternal life.
Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.